You're now listening to the Open Road Podcast. Welcome. My name is Calvin. I'm Jeremy, and we are here to share some stories, to share some tips all about how to add some more adventure to your everyday. A little taste. That's all we need. That's all we need. It's all we want. It's all this podcast is here to do. Yeah. So we kind of loosely have some buckets of topics that we kind of explore in the way of adventure, and today we're going to dive into arts and culture. Ooh, arts. (laughs) Ooh, the arts. How can we use the arts to find some more uh, adventure? So we're going to be talking to a musician today. Art? Adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Can they coexist? Oh, they can. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, you heard a tasty track by a band called The Last Bison on this podcast. And uh, Ben Hardesty is the lead singer and creative genius? Uh... Local wild man. But he's like the creative guy behind it, I right? I think so, yeah. Like he's the writer and well, stuff? Well, I mean, is that appropriate to give him all the credit? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's why we got him. <laughs> That's why we got him on the podcast. We're not interviewing the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're going to be chatting with Ben Ben Hardesty today of The Last Buys and an old friend of yours, Calvin. Where'd you guys meet? Yeah, we uh, him and I met... Um, we went to Bible college in England together. Oh, cool. So that's where we met. He's from West Virginia. Yep. And so, you know, that's uh, kind of the only way. Two guys from two small towns Whatever across the continent can meet. And we, we, we really hit it off, him and I. Yeah, and you're still good friends this day. You've hung out with him in Florida and stuff? like. Yeah, we randomly meet up in Florida because our in-laws both vacation on the same island in southwest Florida. That's and amazing. him and I are just the mooching tagalongs. <laughs> And so we'll get together than that. Yeah. Adventures funded by the in-laws. Love it. Um, So when we kind of thought about what are we going to open with, we said, okay, The Last Bison is a band. And that's kind of a cool concept to think about, like The Last Bison in America. They're kind of, I think they are an endangered species, yeah? Oh, I have no idea. No, they used to be. Bison burgers. Oh, I think they used to be. There was a big cull once upon a time. Yeah. Um, But we saw one when we were driving through Yellowstone once. It was an incredible creature. A beast. Just walking down the road. Just what? walking down the road. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. so it was wild, not farmed. Yeah, wild, dude. But yeah. it was in a national park, so. Okay. But we thought one thing that is we talk about today is this whole idea of seeing wildlife when you're on an yes. adventure. Because wildlife is pretty incredible. Okay, sweet thing. Yeah. Last In the last couple of weeks, I have seen uh, a pair of bald eagles in my little neighborhood. In Port Carling? Yeah, in Port Carling, yeah. Get so out. they're flying around over top, like over top of the river right across my road. Wow. So cool. Like really cool animal. I think the bald eagle population has been doing really well lately. Like they were endangered for a while because they're vermin. And you would like get paid if you brought their talents to the sheriff. Really? Yeah. And so then they became endangered and now they're like making this major comeback. Right. And there's even a nesting pair, I think, in Lake Erie uh, on the Great Lakes. And so I'm not really surprised to hear that they're up there. But are I they freaking love bald eagles. Are they overrated though? I mean, I always think I don't think I always overrated. think the loon is overrated. Like the loon is so iconic for Muskoka in northern Ontario, the way it. Yeah, I know, think loons howls, are annoying. Howls in the sunset, and it's so uh, majestic. But I think it's kind of obnoxious. But the, the thing I think that's really cool about a loon is how big they are. No, oh, yeah, they're big. They're big birds. Did you ever see that movie um, on Golden Pond? No. Where he like it's like this weird thing where he's fishing and then pulls up a dead loon from the bottom oh my god it's like this 
it doesn't matter because you didn't see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the story. <laughs> so watching. did you did you what was that story with um that was like iconic for any Canadian child with like the the geese? It's called Flyway Home. What? Do you remember that? Like it was a, oh a, a when whole, he was the pilot. I yeah, and there was like the girl and the geese, and he has like a little ultralight plane or something. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like how hilarious is that idea of a of a movie? It's we're gonna have a story about the geese and like the goose, and the, the nastiest. <laughs> yeah, like the, the dumbest creature animal. That literally all it does is like eats and craps. Yeah. Oh yeah, they crap every twelve minutes. Like what? <laughs> Those so ones are awful. I think so. Yeah. So geese, we don't like. Uh, overrated. No, probably appropriately rated. No one really likes Canadian geese. Yeah. No, except and they, for that. They're uh, loud and obnoxious. Except yeah. for that movie. Um. But I don't think bald eagles are overrated. I I think no, they're incredible, yeah. incredible creatures. And they just look so fierce. I know they look totally you, fierce. You know what I've been doing lately? Um. There's uh such thing as eagle cams. What? And basically, they have these cameras. Yes. That are up. Uh shoot aimed at an eagle's nest oh and it's a live stream 24 7 yeah and it's incredible right now there's this uh this uh nesting pair in washington dc and the names of the eagles are mr president and the first lady and they just had their first little uh, uh baby of the season really so like it was so cool like you go and you look at this nest and there's like a fish in the nest that the 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 that like the one pair like grabbed and killed yeah, yeah. and brought up there and then there's the one b- beautiful bald eagle sitting on the egg and there's one baby that's hatched so i like watch this bird kind of like stand up to like readjust and this little baby sticks its head out and there's an egg under there wow so it's pretty incredible and cool. probably by the time this podcast comes out both will be uh, both will be born so oh. we're going po- <laughs> to no, that's actually the case. There's like this disclaimer at the bottom. It's like, just FYI, like this is nature and anything could happen at any time. So like, don't be like, I just picture all of these like nature nuts, like that's freaking hilarious. out if anything yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, any of these birds could die, fall out of the nest, natural disaster. But it's it's really cool to watch these eagle cams. That's cool. I always wonder like those iconic animals. And this is kind of awful to think about like an eagle. Yeah. Would it taste any good? <laughs> Why is that awful to think about? Well, I don't know. Because like you get, you know. Because they're like mystical, so attacked for even thinking that thought. Um, by who? Who knows? Activists. The, the activists. activists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think an eagle. Uh, I don't know. Like, so you know, obviously, chicken tastes good. Yeah. But then by the time you go to other game, it like gets way more greasy. Like a duck is like really greasy. Yeah. Pigeon. And turkeys are good. Pigeons. You hear about people like eating pigeons in the city. Yeah. Or like the south. Cook or the south. I don't know. I think an eagle would probably taste pretty good. No, maybe not. They're probably too lean. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're, they're kind of like, you know, maybe too muscly and yeah. too fit. Just way too fit. We like those fat chickens. Uh, what are some other creatures we've seen on the road? I've seen moose before. Those are pretty incredible. Yeah, we come back from my bachelor party, we saw that huge one. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. The big uh, big bull moose. Yeah, just kind of. It's it's cool driving through, like, provincial parks um, or state parks or whatever yeah, yeah. because Usually when there's a creature around, you see all the cars pulled over and they're taking photos. And mm-hmm. um, so it's pretty, pretty easy to spot something. But yeah, I think anytime you catch a glimpse of like a really wild animal, it's like, man, in, in its ultimate natural element. It's just kind of like it's just yeah, just kind of moving. Yeah, it's cool. I would love to see I would love to see just a, a bear, you know, in uh, in its natural environment. And uh, I was watching this video a few days ago yeah. of this guy who's um, it's in British Columbia and this like thread of black bear. It's this white 
black bear, so like kind of like an albino black bear, but okay. it's called, called a spirit bear, and there's only 400 left. Wow. This is actually an old video. Like, it's probably 10 years old, so I don't know. There's still 400 left, but like really cool, and it's like and they, they're they only in this like um, in BC, this rainforest area. Yeah. It's uh, it's wild. That's the other cool thing too, like to think of like the way like animals travel and like I'd be so interested to like learn more about like the populations of animals, right? Like yeah. how do they calculate that? And like especially when you're flying over a plane and you see this massive forest, you're like, Okay, so are there like like how many bears live down there? Mm-hmm. And for one bear, how many like deer are there? Yeah. And how far is a deer's territory? Like are they traveling like crazy and like Well, I know like for like deer hunters always say for every one deer you see, ten have seen you. Really? So I mean and deer are super camouflaged, especially in the fall. Yeah. When everything's dead, a lot of yeah. branches down. Hmm. That's cool. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wildlife. Very, very cool and interesting to hear how and the inspiration humans impact and for this band. Yes. Am I right? The inspiration for this band with Ben Hardesty. So we yeah. could probably keep talking about animals for a long time. I but, could talk uh, about animals for a long time. But uh, why don't you share your favorite animal story with us? Let us know. <laughs> and maybe if it's a very cool one, we'd actually have you come and share it on the podcast. Like if you had an awesome story about... Interaction. Yeah, like, you know, taming a wild pig and then... Wrestling it. And then putting it on a spit over a fire. Ooh. So if you got a story like that, uh, please let us know. Um, or if you know someone else who has a cool story, there's a spot on our website. It's the whole button that says, you know, contact us. Pretty simple. It goes right to our email addresses. We will respond. We, uh, in time, we will. <laughs> no, we'll be, we'll be yeah. timely. Yeah, we will be timely. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we would love to have you uh, interact with us and help us shape the content for the mm-hmm. show. So honestly, uh, if you know people or have some cool stories you want to share, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Always welcome. So we have a fun interview coming up with Ben. He talks about his musical career and uh, where he's been, where he is today. Let's bring him on. You got Chick-fil-A down there? Some place at the mall. Chicken filet. <laughs> All right, Kelf. Start, start, right, start right. this off, Ben. We're gonna just fire questions at you like your conversation with him before. Yeah. And uh we'll just we'll just keep it smooth. All right. Mm. All right, open rope podcast. We're with Ben Hardesty. Now, uh Ben Hardesty, you're you're in a little band. Tell us a little about that. And first of all, tell us what it's called. Yeah. I am in a band called The Last Bison. We, we actually already a... featured The Last Bison oh, yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, we know all about the last bison. Well, then why am I answering this question? <laughs> ah, it's for, you know, so you don't feel bad. Oh, I'm in a little band called The Last Bison, and uh, we've been together about five years. And it uh, started out as a bunch of family and friends, just kind of organically happened. I came home from being in school at England for a year, and I was like, Dad, uh, I just want to do music. It's the, the best. And he said, well, you better you better get started then. <laughs> let's do it. So we started playing anywhere and everywhere we could from from house shows to these grimy little clubs to uh slowly aggregating a local uh fan base here and um basically we we recorded our own independent record in 2011 and about two months after its release a local alternative radio dj um named james Steele really loved one of the songs and pushed it like crazy James. Uh, so about two months after that we were starting getting like emails from like labels like columbia and warner brothers and universal i'm like this is a bunch of baloney scam <laughs> the guy's name was patch culbertson i'm like this is some, some like patch he's up in new york patch City culbertson from chain. universal 
Yeah, like chain toting cigar smoking patch <laughs> Colbertson. I want to sign your band. I'm going to fly you up to New York City. And we got up there, and he's like, Hey, I'm doing an interview in your office for a podcast. Do you need me to move? No. All right. <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey. Hey. Is this a second band member on the he podcast? Used he used to be Ryan awesome. Oh, he's choosing a weapon right now. He is getting the axe, axe off the wall. Ben's in an office, and behind him, there's three guitars on the wall, and uh, his dad just came in and grabbed. What instrument was that? That looked like a mandolin. A mandolin. Yeah, I got it. Indeed. And so basically, we went up there, and he was actually really sweet and young and not hairy. And <laughs> didn't sell, smell like a cigar. Didn't smell like a stogie. Didn't wear sunglasses inside. And uh, we signed with them, and we're with them for a couple years, and and. Uh, it was a really crazy quick trajectory, and now we've been independent again for a couple of years, and we're just trying to kind of revamp the momentum, if you will. So take us into a little bit more depth of that journey, because you kind of just went through a lot. I went to school. I came home. I was like, I want to play music. So I started playing music. Our band got this crazy break really soon. We were signed to Universal, you said? Yeah, Republic Records. Republic Records. Universal, yep. For a couple of years, and now we've kind of gone back to independent. So... Um, Take us through maybe what, what happened in, in the middle there. Oh, yeah. Whoo-wee. <laughs> so here's uh, 19-year-old Ben back from a year of fresh goodness in England. and uh, Meeting your soulmate, me. Yeah. Yeah, meeting my soulmate, Calvin, my fellow skullduggery wombat. We had a gang <laughs> that lasted about two weeks. There were wanted posters all over school for us. And... Um, uh, basically, uh, I, had, I had been writing all these songs, and I, growing up in Virginia, had a love for, for folk music. Um, I guess that that's a pretty vague word, folk music. Um, by that, I mean for, like, Virginia folk, like um, like bluegrass Americana kind mm. of style that kind of encapsulates Americana and American music. And um, but when I was in England, I fell in love with kind of classical uh, music and uh, had a deeper appreciation for it, got to go to... A couple of cool uh, classical concerts, um, in one in Lancaster and one in Liverpool, and um, really fell in love with with the classical nuances. So when I got home, I kind of wanted to mix a little bit of what I fell in love with there and what I grew up loving. Um, so we kind of took these folk songs and uh, added cello and violin and treated the violin like like a violin as opposed to like a fiddle, like you usually would. Right. Here. Right. Um, and so there were these classical sensibilities woven into the, into the music. And, um, so I think a lot of people really like, like that around here. There was in our area, there was really nothing like that yet. It was, um, a lot of tight pants, emo music. And, um, we were, what's tight, wrong with tight pants, we, emo we, music? we were, we were tight pants, not emo music. So <laughs> I, so. And, um, uh, so like I said, we, we started playing all these house shows. I remember one, we were stomping so hard that, uh, some really nice China almost fell off of a dresser, but the owner of the house went and grabbed it and caught it. It was incredible. Yo, uh, do you we, remember that time we were stomping so hard the China fell down? Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> we were up way past midnight playing tunes. Playing Virginia <laughs> folk music. Yep. And then people oh, were like, awesome. where can we get your music? And we were like... I don't know. We don't have any. <laughs> and so a buddy of ours um, who really loved us was like, I'll give you guys the money to go and record your first record. Wow, right? that's awesome. Which which was two days in the studio recording everything, all like live tracks at the same time. We did 11 songs in 18 hours. 
Um, wow. And that was our first record, Quill. And um, we released that, and that's that's when I, I said that we played that one show that the local radio rep was at and fell in love with, with our song, Switzerland, um, which is about my time over in Europe. And uh, basically... From there is where all the labels started reaching out. So, so he started spinning that quite a bit on his station? Yeah, he threw into power rotation, which means upwards of five spins a day, which is like what, like, you know, like Nicki Minaj or Taylor Swift will get on a radio station. Right. Wow. Like, power rotation doesn't happen unless you're like someone's taking a huge risk on you. Yeah. Um, or you're part of the machine. Now, were you getting were you getting money for that? Um, for that not yet. Play? We weren't set up for it yet, really, cool. but I, I do now sure. um, for stuff. I mean, we don't get that many radio spins, so it's not much. I could go buy some McDonald's with it. Or... <laughs> some Chick-fil-A. Some Chick-fil, yep. I love that chicken filet. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but no, yeah, you do You do get you do get money for royalties um, and ra- radio play. Basically, though, because of how much he was spinning it, it started spiking on, on charts, mm-hmm. um, on SoundScan charts, which is, is a software that you can use to look and see what songs are being played in what markets. Um, and so Radio Rep started seeing that, and A&R uh, guys from labels, and so this guy, Patch, that I talked about. What does A&R stand for? Artist and relation, artist and repertoire. Oh, okay, okay. Because I had heard that a bunch of times, and I was yep. you kind of feel I'm, too stupid to ask. But I was like, you know what? If I don't know what it means, other people probably don't know as well. You can fact check, fact check that. I'm pretty sure it's artist and repertoire. So yep. they're they're in in charge of making sure you and your music get um, nurtured, if you will, and out there. Um, and so we flew up to New York City on their dime and stayed in a really sweet hotel and snuck out onto the roof above the penthouse because we wanted to and we were a bunch of country kids from Virginia. We're like, we're in New York City! <laughs> yeah, let's sneak onto the roof because we're awesome. That's awesome. So we did that. And um, that that night we went and we played a showcase for the president of Republic and a lot of the staff. And we were originally like, nah, we're probably just going to stay independent. And then uh, they sent us an offer that night that was pretty awesome. And so we um, we thought, you know, a lot of the people in the band do still want to go to college. They want to pursue stuff after this. Maybe this is the best way to see if the trajectory ramps up and, and works in our favor. Hmm. Um, and so we were with that label for, for two years. Uh, some of the coolest, most wild out there, memorable experiences I probably will ever have happened during that two years. Um, just to say one, and this is just hilarious. Well, when we were out recording in, uh, LA, you know, we recorded in sound city studios, which is, I don't know if you've ever seen the Dave Grohl documentary, um, sound city. It's, uh, Nirvana recorded there, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, Tom Petty. So it's like this legendary studio out in LA. Everything is recorded to analog two inch tape. Oh, wow. All the reverb put on there is actually bounced into a reverb room, like a chamber with actual coils, like really cool what? stuff. All the lines are actually patched. None of it's digital. So it's like that's wild. It was a really cool experience. But on our we we had a day off. And we're like, we've been in this like city, like in the suburbs of L.A. or not even the suburbs, like in Van Nuys, like in the middle of this huge smoggy city. Like we got to get out of town. So we um we just Siri asked Siri, you're like, yo, girl. She's like, hey, we're like, we need to find a cliff to jump off of into some water. She's like, I got you. I got you. And so Siri showed us the way down to this state park. And we, we 
crawled, climbed up this crazy mountain, basically not climbed up, drove up and, um, climbed and, up in your car. Yeah. It climbed up in the car. Exactly. And we got to this place where there's like a two mile, you know, pretty short little hike down there. But we get down to this ravine where there's just, you know, there's this huge cliff face on the left and then these tons of rocks and then a shorter cliff on the right. And it's like this circle and there's like 150 people just crawling all over these rocks, jumping off rocks like there's this 55 foot jump into this like pool. And we spent our whole day off there just cliff jumping and almost stepped on a rattlesnake. And it was a really nice respite from. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, both both had this sense of adventure like one was like this new sense of that we had never been in a studio like this before but mm-hmm. um i think the, the that day off was something a little more familiar being from virginia we have we have the ocean we have mountains we have um you know rapids and running through cities and out in the middle of nowhere and so it's there's a lot of that here so it was nice to get into that environment while being um in such a tight in the studio all the time yeah, totally in the city yeah yep and um but after that released a few months later uh i went back to actually tweet b i was like the twitter handle for republic for the grammys so i sat at the grammys and like anything they were tweeting like taylor swift won an award i was forming the tweet no way why were you doing that? You're live tweeting the Grammys. I was live tweeting the Grammys through Republic through the Last Bison's Twitter handle. Wow, um, that's hilarious. But it's it's you know it's a label. It's not like they have tons of sure Twitter followers because a lot of people don't follow labels. But it was still really cool. Yeah. And, um, the night before the Grammys, actually, you no, know, t- the night before the Grammys was funny because it was like the Cash Money party. So it was like Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, like Drake, the Rick Ross. Yeah, it's hilarious. I was there, and you and like was... see them right over there, like boom. There's yeah. And then Paris Paris Hilton walked in, <laughs> and she got kicked out because <laughs> she didn't. She was on the list, and I'm like, here's like twenty year old Ben, bumpkin Ben. Were you wearing shoes? <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, you I did. I probably wanted to kick him because you rarely sitting... wear shoes. I know. There's so here's a little country bumpkin Ben shoes sitting right now? sitting in like I'm not right now. No. <laughs> there's Barefoot. a foot <laughs> S- sitting uh sitting in this like vip booth sipping patron i'm like <laughs> i'm like what what is my life right now this is so weird um it's like the only other white guy is riffraff <laughs> in the room i don't know if you know who riffraff is no idea um, but uh he's hilarious you sound like you were the riffraff in this party <laughs> yeah I, I, I was i was i was the riff that's for sure and um then uh so Paris Hilton walked in, and she did. She wasn't on the guest list, so she got kicked out. <laughs> that is so and good. I was like, sweet little Ben McKee. But the best thing that ever happened to me on that trip was the night before. We're in this little Irish pub, and I'm sitting facing our A&R guy just talking. And then I don't really recognize anyone there until I look right past him, and there's somebody talking to someone, and he's back-to-back. Our A&R guy is back. Patch is back-to-back with this person. Patch. And th- that guy is talking to someone that I recognize. And I look at Patch, and I'm like, yo, Patch. He's like, what's up, Ben? I'm like, is that Akon? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's Akon. <laughs> and I just wanted to start singing Akon really loud. And he's like, but that's nothing. Guess who I'm sitting back-to-back with right now? And I just see, like, this really extravagant, just weird garb on this really eclectic dude. And I'm like, huh, I haven't even noticed your garb yet. 
And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. Is that MC Hammer? <laughs> it was freaking, it. It was MC Hammer. I could have touched him on the shoulder. <laughs> Is that my girl? No, it's, it's the Open Road Podcast. It's in my boys. That's awesome, that man. That's hilarious. And so so you were with them for two years, all this like crazy, like, wor- I, mean, I, I imagine it's a whirlwind. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was 19, 20 during that that part. Uh, maybe I turned 21. We were assigned to them, too, but I was pretty young. So it was it was pretty wild, you know? And then what was your journey back to uh, being an independent artist? Um, the record didn't sell a ton of copies um, for for their standards or for ours, really, um, for whatever reason. I'm not really sure. Hmm. And so I had was working my butt off just getting demos ready to push to them for the next option. Um, basically, the way that a record label works is you sign a contract that has multiple options and that the an option is basically the life cycle of a of a record of an album, and so essentially um, at the end of every record you do a reevaluation. Okay. And um, at the reevaluation of the first one, I was pushing all these demos to them, and they were like, "Yeah, we really like these," but then the financial team was like, "No, we are not keeping them on." So we essentially got dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there wasn't a lot of communication between the label and us. Like sometimes it was hard to get some transparency. And so we just kind of took it uh, with a grain of salt and said, this is okay. Right, right. Because Quill got us a lot of hype, and that was without Republic, and that's that's why they originally saw us. Let's, sure. see, if we, let's see if we can do this again with um, organic growth like we did the first time. And cool. uh, the one record I think did help a little bit, the last one we did, um, but the record we're about to start working on is just a totally different animal. Um we lost all the banjo and mandolin. My dad's a full-time uh, lead pastor at a church now, and our violinist moved out to Seattle, got married. Um, so we've been replacing all banjo, mandolin, and violin sounds with, like, synth and Ooh, key. Here we go. And it's turning into what I call neo-folk synth pop. Wow, neo-folk it's, synth pop. Are you coining yeah. that? That's, 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 it's, it's, I don't know. It's so fun. So are you pioneering, would you say? Oh, yeah. That's we're awesome. Def- pine- we are definitely pioneering. We're into the frontier of the synthesizer. So taking our little Conestoga folk wagon into the forest of synthesization. <laughs> that's awesome. Through the wormhole. Oh, yeah. So part of this podcast is obviously all about finding adventure in the everyday. And so it's, what you're saying there kind of sounds like like doing that you're so i mean you just talked about this whole adventure and what it was like to to live through that but it even this is very cool so now you're like okay so here's the things that have changed but here's kind of where we want to want to push what has um what has kind of been your philosophy in doing that or what's been like yeah your motivation you to to keep pushing or to keep exploring yeah i think um one of my favorite things about being an artist is that as you change and grow as a person, so does your art. Yeah. Uh, I think that a, a lot of the times the fan base will get attached to who you were via your art at a certain point, and that makes it hard for them to uh, experience the change. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the most exciting and, to me, adventurous parts about it is that, you know, I've changed as a person, um, 
and I'm excited to explore and push new boundaries right. music with the last bison. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that is the, the greatest adventure is it's the next thing is, is what, what does that look like? I don't know, but it's taking shape and I just am kind of here to see it happen mm-hmm. and it's really exciting. Um, so that, I guess that's one of my philosophies is that as we change, so does our art. Um, uh, another one I have is basically every day is the best day ever. Hmm. Um, which, you know, isn't always technically true, but for me, if I tell myself that it, it always gives me a reason to rejoice despite my circumstances. Mm, Uh, I think it's easy to, um, a lot of people I think equate joy with happiness, but I don't think the same thing. I think happiness is temporary and joy is something that we can find in the midst of, of hardship. Um, and, um, so I, I'm trying to do, bring that ethos into the music, um, that, you know, we're all from different walks of life and we are all going through hard stuff. But when we're together in this room, I almost said in this club, but it was about to sound like an Usher song. <laughs> we're together in like this room or this, this venue, all listen to this music. When we are uh, in this club. Yeah, together. we're up in this club together. <laughs> There's something special going on and, you know, everyone can come together and sing and dance. And I think that music is, I think, one of one of two things that has um, at least earthly things that has the power to bring people together in an awesome way like that, um, despite walks of life and beliefs. And I think the other is probably like sports, I think, has has the ability to do that. I think of stuff like the World Cup. Yeah. Um, Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that music to me have have a similar power um, to do something like that, and so I I just try to strive to be a part of of that and do my small part. That's awesome. I Very think, well said, Ben. That, thank you. Uh, Al. I that, thought that was a great tip for our folks. You know, yeah, pretend sure. like every day is is the best day ever. Any other uh, tips you might have for people from all walks of life who are trying to add a little more excitement and adventure to the things they're doing? Um, be benevolent. Um, I Ooh, worked I like for, that. I worked for a, a table and bar shop this summer. Uh, we built bar tops and bar stools and tables and, uh, the name was benevolent design company. And, um, his, his catchphrase was be benevolent. Hmm. Um, so I pretty much every time I was in there, I was thinking about that. Um, and I think, um, part of, of woodworking is especially when you're actually working with like you know power tools and and chisels and stuff that could potentially hurt you <laughs> honestly um part of that is always being yeah cognizant and in the moment and making sure you're really paying attention and so that's something i learned from that and i think because of working there i took into the music is is to try and always be present mm-hmm. um, and aware of of what's happening and cognizant in the moment. Um, I mean, sometimes you just need to space out too. I would, I would say that as well. Sometimes you need to clear your head, but um, when you're with people and um, doing things that matter, try and be in that space and be that space. um, I think is really something I've been trying to do in the last year more so that I don't think I really cared that much about Hmm. prior to working there um, that I've tried to do in the music as well. 
I think you can relate. Men are at an unfair advantage with when it comes to spacing out because we have this ability to reach into our empty box and just live in that little box for however long we (laughs) want to. Absolutely. Just think about nothing. (laughs) Yep, I love that box. I just had to try and like not stay in there all the time. So. I, 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 it's a beautiful one. It's beautiful. I could I could literally sit down on the couch in the morning and stay there and drool all day. <laughs> then I you go out, you make neo pop, neo what? That, that's neo how folk, neo. Pop, I don't neo folk pop. That's what it's called. That's neo how folk it evolved. Pops. Ben, I have a hilarious story that I just was kind of thinking about as you were talking about benevolence when. Um, you and I met up in Florida and I was coming over to your in-laws condo to meet with you. And then you were like lingering out in the parking lot waiting for in the me. Bush. In the bush. And then you like led me into the woods to explain that you didn't have a place to stay that night. And so you were crafting a shelter for yourself in the jungle. <laughs> well, so we had this condo and the family just keeps getting bigger, like new man. Like we, so we, so like, uh, one of my, my fiance's sisters dating a guy now it's been for dating for a few years. So he came this year and, um, they've adopted a couple kids. And so the condo is getting a little packed and the, uh, her brother and sister were coming in and I was like, oh, I guess I could sleep on the couch, but where's Dustin going to sleep? And I guess we could sleep on the floor. I was like, no, we don't have a place to sleep. Let's go with that idea. And so we went out into the woods-ish kind of woods, the wooded area next to the condo. Um, <laughs> and I, pull, I pulled down a bunch of palm branches and made myself a little duck blind-esque fort. That's amazing. And, uh, it was awesome. I'd love to. I'd love picturing that. It looked awesome, and after having, I walked through a little bit. You chose a terrible area. It was wet on the ground. <laughs> it's Florida, like dude. Gully. <laughs> it's Florida. I was gonna. Everywhere was wet. Uh, oh, I caught a was. shark. Yes, don't talk about the shark. We're gonna catch one this year. We will. You yeah. in January pulled in a six foot sandbar shark. That's amazing, man. That was yeah. That was amazing. You'll be there. Yeah, I was a day late. I know. That was so painful for me. I was sitting in the airport waiting for my flight to go home, and you texted me the picture of you wrangling the shark in knee-deep water. (laughs) That was not fair. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, dude, we got to wrap up with you. All right. And you got to go. Yeah, I guess. I had so much fun. (laughs) I know. It is so fun just to chat. It is. we We don't do it enough. No, we don't. Thanks so much for your time today, man. That was some good stories, and uh, I think a really neat uh, perspective on adventure and on and on life. So thanks for sharing that with us today. Absolutely, and thank you to you both and the whole team that I can't see. Thank you, gentlemen. Our whole staff. Here he is. Nice. <laughs> Old big red beard. <laughs> Old BRB. All right, dude. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. See you guys. See you. How many celebrities did that guy see oh. while he was no, on he's Universal? He's mentioned a handful, but of course he's seen tons other than just what he's mentioned. He was at parties. the Grammys. I know. Live tweeting. Live tweeting. So like I imagine him in this other cafe too. He's like, all right, so that's MC Hammer right behind <laughs> me. But literally think of all the people he would have been surrounded with. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Man, he's such like a, it was just fun chatting with him. Like such a happy, he's go a lucky and yeah. like. I love that you you knew that he doesn't like shoes. He holds his foot up on the Skype camera, not wearing any shoes. Bare, nasty foot. Yeah, oh, it's so good. And yeah, so he is a guy that has no 
Like, he doesn't need to listen to this podcast at all. He has adventure figured out in his life. In his like, day. Everything he does is kind of just manic. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, uh, it, I mean, just even getting a hold of him to get him on the podcast was hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just a, a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a chore. Not just a chore. But... Hijacking an office. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was great. So, anyways, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was really great to talk with you, and thanks for kind of sharing your tips with us and your <laughs> awesome stories from uh, from your time in the music world. Yeah, always good catching up, and we look forward to hearing what you're doing in the future and this new album coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to hearing that. So let's keep moving on with the show. Time to hear a little bit of new music. New music. Coming at you. Hey, this is Andrew from 11 North, and this is our single, Crazy Love. It's about forgiveness and giving second chances. You can find it on SoundCloud at 11 North Official. Thanks for the love.
was Crazy Love by Eleven North. It's their newest single. You can find all of their music on SoundCloud just by searching Eleven North. Thank you guys so much once again for tuning into the Open Road Podcast. We do hope you enjoyed your time with us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. We would really appreciate if you would share this show with someone who you also think wants or would like a little bit more adventure in their everyday. Thanks, guys, and see you next week. Yeah.